Welcome back to episode 30 of Anime Deep Dive, the podcast that does in-depth reviews of different anime series. Due to the extent in which plot points will be discussed, a spoiler warning will now be in effect. This is a spoiler review, so if you haven't seen a series and are only looking for a recommendation, there will be a timestamp in the episode description you can skip to called Final Thoughts. This section will be spoiler-free where I get my overall opinion on a series and whether or not I think it's worth your time to watch it. So now that that's out of the way, let's deep dive in a bridge to the starry skies. Released in 2011 by studio Doga Kobo, it has 12 episodes and comes in sub-only from what I can tell. The story follows Kazuma Hoshino, who with his younger brother Ayumu, have moved to the countryside. Ayumu and Kazuma are now living in an inn run by their guardian. Relocating to the country isn't all bad as Ayumu suffers from health issues. The fresh air and being away from the city is a benefit to him. While attending their respective schools, the brothers began meeting new people. The series follows these characters as they establish connections and friendships with one another. Kazuma is a good brother. His life is uprooted having to move to a new place, but he doesn't mind because it's for his brother. Kazuma even chases a monkey through the woods to retrieve Ayumu's hat. Now I've never been to that side of the world so maybe I'm off, but do monkeys just roam free over there? The monkey was next to a road with a bus route. Maybe I've watched too many movies, but the monkey seemed trained. It's the old chase the monkey for your hat while we steal all the luggage you left behind con. Fortunately, I was just paranoid and the monkey was working alone. Kazuma always puts on a brave face for his brother and even lets him sleep in his room during their first night at the inn, as Ayamu cannot sleep in his new surroundings. Kazuma is a good-looking kid and his interactions with the girls at the inn were hilarious. They both not only see him naked, they take a moment to check out what he's packing. Big Sis this season was funny in a creepy way, always making things sexual, spying on Kazuma with the girls, saying inappropriate things, the Mr. Miyagi wax on wax off style training for the sponsored run was really good too. And towards the end of the series, I was like, how many times are they going to reuse this scene? Then the show itself calls it out, claiming deja vu with a conversation between Big Sis and Kazuma on waking up late on Sundays. Ayumu is a sickly boy and the reason the brothers moved to the sticks, everyone is always worried about him. Kazuma is sometimes overprotective, wanting to ensure Ayumu gets to school okay and offers to carry his bags. Ayumu likes to have some independence doing these things on his own. We even see Kazuma while walking with Ayumu shortens his strides so he doesn't feel like he needs to rush to keep up. Big Sis is constantly worrying about his weight and well-being, always keeping an eye on if he's eating enough. I thought their parents were going to be deadbeat shipping their kids off to live without them, yet as Kazuma explains they're trying to move to the town as well, but have been held up by work. I actually respect them sending the boys on ahead to adjust to school and get Ayumu in better living conditions right away. The characters designed in the show have the oversized eyes, yet no one, not even the girl's eyes, match the deep blue adorableness of Ayumu. I noticed this myself, but the show actually makes a bit out of it. Kazuma and Ayumu, with the exception of their eyes, don't really look that much alike. Daigo telling Kazuma God played a genetic trick on them, referring to how much more appealing his little brother was in the cute department, was funny. I was looking forward to a fun beach day, but it went a little deep. We discover Ayamu feels like a burden to his brother. That was sad, but through it, Ayamu gained some purpose to make his brother smile for as many times Kazuma has made him smile. Ayamu is an artist and he joins the school art club and is constantly going out to sketch. He even uses Ui as a model and draws her portrait for his brother. This is how he tries to repay Kazuma, making him smile by using his true love. Ayamu knows that she's the one before either of them do. Ui is very sweet, she went out of her way to help Kazuma get back to the road safely after being lost in the woods. She also showed him some common sense, I couldn't understand why Kazuma walked in the water when crossing the river. There is a clear path of rocks to use. 
Ui shows him how to get back using the rocks this time and avoid getting soaked. Once Kazuma begins attending school, she offers to show him around the town as well. Ui is a cutie, she has some of the nicest eyes I've seen in anime. Eye colors are special enough in anime, but I can't recall another pair that incorporated so many colors. The blue-green mixture with a touch of yellow looked lovely. Ui has so many personality traits in one person. She is the space case, we see her daydreaming and struggling to do homework. Ui mentions failing four or five of her finals. She is also a klutz tripping over nothing in the intro and a glutton. She loves food and can eat a mountain of it without putting on any weight. She surprised everyone by waiting for the boys to return from the store before she started devouring her lunch. I thought Ui may need to cut back on the lunch size, she had such a head start running up the stairs to the shrine and Kazuma still beat her up there with time to spare. Though when they reached the top Kazuma was gassed and Ui wasn't even breathing heavy, must have been all that carb loading from the rice. Then with the motivation of bread at the finish line, Ui actually outran everyone during the race. Not surprising as all the training we see her do was eating. I thought her targeting system honing in on the bread was a nice touch as well. I was worried when Ui's dream about her brother was interrupted with her recalling the kiss with Kazuma. I thought we were going to have another brother complex situation. Ui also called him brother after Kazuma wiped her face like her brother did when they were children. Ui gets jealous when Kazuma and Hinata start getting closer and she has flashbacks to her brother being taken away from her. I was really confused if Ui loved her brother as a family member or if it was romantic. Luckily, she just loved her brother as family. It turns out Ui is just a terrible, unsupportive sister. She felt like her brother was being stolen away by his new wife, which placed a strain on their close relationship. I will say she handled the news about the newborn baby way better than I thought she would. Anime moms stay embarrassing their daughters, telling Kazuma how he looks like Ui's older brother, and then telling Ayamu she might try to steal him away. Imagine your parents doing something like that to you. I did have a good time with this series, but Ui and Kazuma being in love felt forced, or a better word I guess would be rushed. One night Ui is unsure of her feelings, the next day they have a major confession. I feel the pressure of being stars in the parade pushed them into professing their love. I was very surprised we not only got an official couple for this series, but they also kissed. Most shows leave it on a cliffhanger letting the viewer decide who the protagonist chooses. An actual kiss on top of that is just an added bonus. Rewatching this series for the review, I guess I shouldn't have been so surprised as Kazuma and Ui, accidental or not, kissed during the first episode. Hinata's first introduction to Kazuma, she mistakes him for a predator, though the evidence was stacked against him laying on top of her friend with locked lips. Hinata is a gangster, she doesn't run or scream for help, she feeds Kazuma the bottom of her shoe, booting him several feet back. I was surprised when Hinata seemingly agreed to do her duties as class rep and show Kazuma around, then we see she may have just said that to the teacher as she starts attacking Kazuma again in front of the other students. Even after Ui explained that what happened in the mountains was an accident several times. Hinata is in the archery club, with all the rage she has for Kazuma I'm surprised he didn't catch a stray arrow at the start of the series. When she uses Kazuma's face as an imaginary target and hits the bullseye, I was worried for him. And during this scene, even though Hinata's first arrow was pretty off the mark, I would have blamed that on having the second arrow in my firing hand. When she's drawing back, I have to imagine that would throw you off a little. I've only done archery in gym class, so what would I know? But I feel that would have to affect your aim in some way. The ladies in this series really know how to utilize the low leg kicks, both Hinata and Koyuri crack Kazuma with them. Hinata starts to develop an appreciation for Kazuma, this affects her ability to focus on archery. She bails on the awesome trip everyone takes to the arcade, and she's off target the entire practice. She might as well have taken the day off and gone to the arcade. 
Hinata does eventually get some alone time going to the arcade and karaoke with Kazuma after not making it out the first time. I feel she was trying to work out her feelings before she pushes Ui into his arms forever. She jokingly asks out Kazuma with the will you date me just to see the reaction and still gets denied. This is a classic tactic for amateur daters. Treat it like a joke and then you can play it off like it was no big deal. Kazuma was a real man, he went back to face her properly and respect her feelings. The next person I want to talk about is Daigo, the one male friend Kazuma gets for the season. I really enjoyed him as the goof who just tags along. Daigo trolling his mother in class was hilarious, at first I thought he was calling her mom as an insult until they confirm he is in fact her biological son. I will say she looks far too young to have a child that age, holla at me sometime professor. Daigo is a real one, he didn't block Kazuma during a chance to get some alone time with Ui while Hinata wasn't around. Even if he didn't have extra classes, I'm sure he would have found another excuse to have them go off by themselves. Then Daigo did Ayumu so dirty putting him in that cheerleading outfit, it was greasy. Ayumu would have done anything to support Kazuma in that race. Now even though it's inappropriate, I respect Daigo's persistence in trying to see the girls during the overnight study group. The way he used wash buckets to create a stairway to heaven, then being shut down at the employee entrance, he never lost his drive to check out the girls. His imagination running wild with thoughts of what girls do in the bath is classic. Daigo had the best lines of this series. She may be flat as a board, but her grades are good. And my personal favorite, what? Sugumi and Sakai aren't coming? That just cut our boob ratio in half. Then we have Madoka, who works in the shrine. She's clearly the girl from Kazuma's memories when he visited the village as a child. She remembers Kazuma right away while he remains oblivious for the majority of the series. My guy, she's the only girl you've seen in this town with purple hair. How do you not put two and two together? Now I understand reflexes and swift reactions, which is why I call bullshit on Madoka flipping Kazuma on the ground. She waited far too long from him grabbing her to putting him down. You cannot call that an accident. Madoka's grandfather should have let her out of the shrine more often, her people skills are lacking, so it was nice to see her come out of her shell at the arcade and karaoke. Madoka may be good at judo, but her hops during the bread race were lacking. The pole went down because the pole went up line had me smiling, another classic from Daigo. Madoka is so easily impressed, wow Kazuma, you can blow up an inflatable tube, you're such a man. We see her jealous of Kazuma and Ui's relationship. She saw them getting close out under the moonlight. So when Ui tells Madoka she likes him as an older brother at the time, I was like, well, from what we've seen of her memories and the way she clings to her brother, that means she probably wants to ban Kazuma. Then poor Madoka gets jealous of Hina and Kazuma. So much it makes her depressed. If that wasn't enough, her love for Kazuma gets exposed to everyone in the group. They had their setup date at the amusement park and afterwards Madoka finally told Kazuma they were friends as kids. Kazuma playing along to recreate the memory for her was kind of him. I think it really let her move on. Then we have Koyori. I don't know who she thinks she is trying to be the savior of all women in the village. Between her and Hinata, the girls around here are not afraid to protect their own. She was scary accurate with one hell of an arm while pelting Kazuma with acorns. Her demanding Kazuma cover his eyes while she threw up those bullshit hand signs then making the noisiest getaway was too funny. Koyori is a good Samaritan in the village, she chases down perverts, rescues cats from trees, and delivers groceries to the elderly. She's the type to be the head of the neighborhood watch when she's an adult. Koyori is one of the younger sisters of Sugumi. And can someone explain how three sisters all have different hair colors, orange, blue, and green? Mom's been cheating. Koyori is an optimistic fool telling Keta while he's in the hospital she will win the race for him. She hasn't even been training but she still pinky promised on it. 
Koyori is lucky Kazuma is a stand-up guy carrying her to the finish line. Her ankle looked like it snapped, pretty unsafe to make someone run a race in heels. I'm with Daigo, Hina is a dime piece. She's pretty, tall, and has the build of a model. For her to say no one has ever called her cute before, I would have to imagine it's because all the guys are scared to be rejected by her. There's no reason someone wouldn't have called her cute, she is stunning. Hina's not all looks though, she is a sweetie, she put money in the shrine box and prayed for good luck towards Hinata in her archery competition. Hina's biggest issue is she needs to learn to relax and not sweat the small stuff. The majority of her time this season is spent on trying to find the right way to apologize for being a little harsh on Kazuma when she thought he was mocking her. When she does finally tell him, he didn't even remember it as being a big issue. She was worried all this time for something he never even gave a second thought to. Hina is a senior, yet she has an odd obsession with anything cute. From her cell phone charm to picking up stuffed bears on the side of the road, her fawning over anything cute was funny. Hina looked pretty cute herself while saying thank you to Kazuma for the pink bobo pin. I was thrilled Hina's character didn't start and end with her chasing cute things. We got an actual obstacle to overcome. When Hina ran away from home and was starving, Kazuma swooped in and caught her as she fainted like a suave player. This mini story had some of my favorite moments, watching Kazuma being awkward with a girl from walking in to her wiping herself down to them waking up all over each other. The entire premise of the argument with her father made no sense to me, he doesn't want her to go to college, he wants her to stay and help with the business. Yet her entire reason for going to college is to get a business degree and come back to expand marketing. It's not like she's moving away to start another life. She's coming right back to where you want her. Even if she did find something out in the big city that she loved, why would you want to trap your daughter in a rural town? I thought it was clever having Hina go into such a long list of times she attempted to discuss her plans with her father, Seeing how long it takes her just to apologize for something small to Kazuma, it fit her character well that she would need so many chances to have a real conversation with her dad. Dad or not, don't be putting your hands on Hina. If I was Kazuma, I would have broken the broom handle over his head. The tug of war they have was hilarious, the outfits were gross, but the fact that dad planned to lose just not in such embarrassing fashion was funny. I enjoyed Hina and Kazuma bonding during this time, and the reconnection of Hina and her father was nice too. The best part of this entire episode, and if you blink you miss it, Hina's mom takes a shot at how quick her dad is in the sack. By the second episode, we had quite a large crew forming already and all the characters hadn't been introduced yet. I was worried having so many characters not everyone would be given their proper due. Going off memory of this series, I thought that happened to Sugumi and her younger sister. I really loved Sugumi and thought she was dropped halfway through the season. Rewatching now I was like, oh, she is in this episode. Oh, she's in the next one as well. I think because her and her blue-haired sister didn't have some sort of love storyline with Kazuma, which is the main focus of the final three episodes, it just seemed as if they were not around as much. These two sisters serving as the tour guides was fun, and being in a small town, everyone knows everyone's business. And when they told the story about the Twin Peak lovers and the art style shift, it was really cool. Sugumi being unathletic at the school competition was hilarious. I didn't expect her to do so poorly. Sugumi's breakdown of why she has no ambition to move away from the village and wants to work at the inn to welcome new people so they can experience everything she loves about the town was really sweet. I enjoyed Sugumi as a character. As for the art style in this series, it had a couple little switch ups, but the main one I wanted to point out is when the story opened with a flashback, we the viewer, it's like we're watching on an old school projector. The characters voices aren't heard at all, the dialogue is written concisely on the screen. It was a really cool way to start the series. Now let's get into some nitpicks. Now this first one isn't so much a nitpick, just something I wanted to mention. The boys are lucky. 
When they first arrive to the town, they see a bus down the road pull up to the curb. I was for sure they would miss it and have to wait for another one, but with the next shot, we see them on the bus. Where I'm from, that bus wouldn't even have stopped. It would keep slowly rolling while people got off, then stomp the gas to get away from any additional passengers running to catch it. It turns out this particular bus is going in the opposite direction of what our characters need, and even though it's the boys' fault for getting on the wrong bus, with an hour wait, I was like, okay, the transit system is awful in this world too. So the first true nitpick is unless Kazuma is translated to Peter Parker, there is no way he could Spider-Man climb straight up a tree trunk as fast as he did with no branches chasing after that monkey. Secondly, where do these kids get their money? In one day of exploring the town, they go to two different stores and a cafe. When Kazuma was training for the race, the sound effect was like wooden clogs tapping on the pavement when he was running, but he was clearly wearing sneakers. Now I'm not going to tell on her, but if you pay close attention to the 100 meter dash, Hina gets an early start and goes an instant before the gun is fired. The next nitpick is one scene just starts with a shot of Ayamu's cheeks poking out of the bathwater. I was like, what the hell? He's a child. I did not need to see that. The animation of Hinata wiping tears before yelling over the mountaintop was really awkward. It was clearly the same movement spammed multiple times. The shaved ice Ui got at the beach looked awful. It's mostly just ice with a little flavoring on top. Over here, the syrup is mixed into the ice, so it's completely colored. When it starts to rain as Kazuma and Hinata are establishing, they are not trying to go out with each other. Kazuma just stands there getting drenched when he could have taken two steps forward under the shelter. Alright, now we have best girl waifu and harem. Best girl is Hina. I'm okay with Ui and Kazuma ending up together, but my choice would have been Hina. Talking to herself through stuffed animals is concerning, but it all balances out on her hot to crazy scale. She's pretty enough to be that level of nuts. Plus the costume she wore in the race was fire. Hina is also very smart. We see she studies a lot and pulls out wise words once in a while. Establishing a relationship would have been simple. Kazuma already alpha mailed her father so he could have claimed her as his bride right then and there. Hina is a waifu and Hina, her mother, Daigo's mom, Sugumi, they're all welcome in my harem. Now we have final thoughts. A bridge to the starry skies was fun. The ending could have been paced better, but I still enjoyed the series overall. The show has some cheeky shots, but nothing so far out there that I would classify it as etchy. I'd recommend A Bridge to the Starry Skies for anyone looking for a light romance harem story. Alright, that's going to be it for this week's review. Hope to catch you in the next one. Bye.